The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Amen. Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. You're the one our hearts adore. We love you because you first loved us. Amen. God bless you and good morning to everyone. Thank you for tuning in to be a part of this worship service. And we're gathered here today, virtually and in person, to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. For God is a spirit, and they that worship him shall worship him. They must worship him in spirit and in truth. And our worship of God is not limited by physical location. It's not limited by technology. Because wherever you are, God is. Glory to God. Yes, Lord, we love you. We adore you. And we give you all the praise and the glory. Lest I forget, let me say happy Father's Day to all the fathers. What a blessing it is to be a father. I know a little, a little bit about being a father five times over. And you know, that's the number of grace. And I tell you, God has given me grace to be a father. And you know, the blessing of being a father, it's just, it's more than about, well, you have a child or you have children. You know, any male can be a biological progenitor. But it takes a real man to understand what it means to be a father. You know, to share that title father is the same title we share with Almighty God himself. Jesus taught us to refer to God as our father. And what does it mean to be a father? It means more than just giving birth and bringing children into this world. But being a father means you're going to nurture that child. You're going to raise that child up. Train that child in the way he should go. You're going to be there for that child. You're going to be a pillar and a rock and a real support for that child. You know, to be a father really means to be the protector, the provider, the high priest. It means to be all of that to your children. You got to be a protector, a provider, a high priest, and even the pastor of your children. That's what it means to be a father. We wear all those hats as a father. You know, being a father is not just saying, I'm the man. If you're the man, then walk in your, your God-given manhood and be that protector and that provider. Be what those children need. Be their high priest and their prophet. Be their pastor in the home. So God bless you, fathers. And I pray that every one of you enjoy this special day. Amen. Well, God is still good. We're still here. And you know what? God is continually giving us grace to go on. And so we don't know all of what God is up to, but we do know this. He's always up to something good. And I'm so blessed to receive reports of the victory that, that God has given one, different ones in our community of faith, in our spiritual family. We're, we're getting reports about victory over victory. And you know, God never stops working, and he'll never stop working for you. Amen. Today, I want to take you to the word of the Lord. 
And uh, I'm going to continue in Daniel chapter 3. And today I want to continue with part 3 of my message, Faith in the Fire. Faith in the Fire. And I'm calling this message today, But If Not. But If Not. Three simple words, but one powerful phrase. But if not. In Daniel, for those of you who join us for the first time, in Daniel chapter 3, verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image which I have set up? Now, if you're ready at the, at the time, you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you shall fall down and worship the image which I have made, well, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, but if not, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Can you imagine being in a situation where you're under life-threatening pressure to deny God or to deny God's word. Can you imagine that? What would you do? Well, I know what some would do. Some would cower. Some would cave in. Others, perhaps, they would compromise. But I believe there's a remnant that really trusts God and that remnant would stand no matter what. But what would you do when your life is on the line? These three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they chose to be faithful to God no matter the consequences. They chose to be faithful. No matter what happened, their minds were made up. We're going to be faithful to the true and living God. They trusted in God to deliver them. and They were determined to be faithful regardless of of the consequences, regardless of the pending outcome, regardless of what would ensue, what would follow. They were determined to be faithful to God. This is the kind of determination God wants every one of us to have. It's one thing to talk faith, but it's another thing to live it out. It's one thing to confess faith, but it's another thing to stand in faith, being immovable and unshakable. You know, beloved, God does have the power to deliver. 
I believe that within all, with all my heart. Yes, God has the power to deliver. He's all powerful. He has all authority. He is God all by himself. He has the power to deliver you. He has the power to deliver me out of any situation. But when you find yourself in that situation, but if not, but if not, will you continue to trust him? Or will you give up on him and say, well, God didn't come when I thought he should come. God didn't move the way I thought he should move. God didn't rescue me. When there's a but if not, but if not, will you continue to trust him? Beloved, consider this. If God automatically delivered those who were true to him, Christians wouldn't need faith. Think about that. Especially faith in the fire. When they're facing a burning, fiery furnace, when they're facing a fiery trial, we have to understand this, that faith in God is not a fiery trial, quote unquote, it's not a fiery trial insurance policy. Hmm? We should be faithful to God. We should serve God. And we should stand on his word whether he intervenes or not. Whether he intervenes or not on our behalf. We got to keep serving God. We got to maintain our faith in God. But if not, but if not, you find yourself in a hot situation, a life-threatening situation, a hard place, an unbearable, a painful test of trial, and God doesn't come and manifest the answer that you believe he should manifest. But if not, here's what we need to understand. Our eternal ward in heaven is worth any suffering we may endure here on earth. Can you say amen? Please notice that every time you face with a fiery trial, every time you face with that hard place in life, you have a choice. That's right, beloved, you have a choice. Here we see in the word of the Lord, in verse 14, 15 and 16 of Daniel chapter 3, that Nebuchadnezzar, he gave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he gave them a chance to change their minds. Would you have changed your mind if you were threatened with being cast immediately into a burning, fiery furnace? Nebuchadnezzar, he spoke to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego at the herd that they did not serve as God. And even when the music was playing and playing loud enough for everybody to hear, they still didn't bow to worship the gold image you have set up. So they were brought before the king. And the king said to them, now, if you are ready, in other words, I'm going to give you a chance to change your mind. Now, if you're ready at the time, you hear the sound of all kinds of music. You need to fall down. You need to fall down and worship the image which I have made. And if you don't fall down and worship this image which I have made, you'll be cast immediately into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God that you say is God 
that's going to deliver you from my hands. He's given them a chance to change their minds. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king and said, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not going to sweat this. We're not going to sweat this. We have no need to answer you in this matter. But the king gave them a chance to change their mind. Would your faith be unshakable? Would your faith be undeniable if you had the chance to change your mind? Would you still have faith regardless of how hot the trial was? How burning it seems to have been. Would you still have faith to say, but if not, I believe my God has the power to deliver me. I also believe my God will deliver me. But would you have the faith to make that third confession and say, but if not, but if not, I'm not giving in to this test. I'm not giving in to this trial. Chance or no chance, I've already made my mind up. For God I live, for God I'll die. My mind is made up. Let God be God. That's the place we have to come, beloved, where we understand that God is God. It's not about us. It's about God. And so we might as well continue to continue. We might as well continue to maintain our faith and retain our faith in God. But if not, when you say the words, when you make that profession, even though you, you're threatened with your own life, perhaps, or you're threatened with the bottom falling out, when you make that confession, but if not, it expresses faith in the character of God. And in the very sovereignty of God. Did you hear what I said, beloved? It's one thing to say, I know my God got the power. It's another thing to say, I'm standing on the promise. And I believe my God would deliver me. But what if he chooses not to deliver you? Where will your faith stand then? This is when but if not comes in. But if not... But if not, not only recognizes the character of God, the integrity of God, but but if not recognizes the sovereignty of God. God is a sovereign God. In other words, he is the ruler of everything in heaven and in earth. He can do what he wants to do, when he wants to do, how he wants to do. He does all things according to the pleasure of his will. And everything that's done in life, regardless if we label it good or bad, it's according to the cause of God and his overarching plan in our lives. Glory to God. Glory to God. Isaiah 43, verse 7 says, Even those that are called by my name. I need you to hear this, beloved. God says, even those that are called by my name. I have created them for my glory. For I formed them. Yay, I made them. What is God saying? God is saying it's really not about you. It's about me. If you're going to be called by my name. And if I were to say how many are called by his name, 
Many people would shout amen. Many hands would go up. I'm called by his name. But God says, even those that are called by my name, I have created you not for what you want, not for what you want to do, not for what you want to see, but I have created you for my glory. God goes on to say, for yea, I have formed you. And yes, I have made you. I'm the potter. You're the clay. I am the creator. You're the creature. It's all about me. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they understood that they were called by his name. They understood that they were created for his glory. Regardless of what would happen in the midst of a burning, fiery furnace, they knew whatever happened would be for his glory. It would be for his glory because God had formed them. God had made them. They understood that. Glory to God. But if not, and as I begin to think about this, one of the best illustrations in the word of God that's recorded in the scriptures the but if not illustration is in the life of Job. Many of you are familiar with the story of Job. Remember Job was a perfect and upright man who shunned all evil. But yet God in his sovereignty, God in his providence, he allowed Satan to come against Job. And when God allowed Satan to come against Job, it really wasn't about Job. It was all the time about God and his glory. So Satan came against Job because he had God's permission. Nothing happens to you. Nothing happens to me without God's permission. God has to allow it because he's a sovereign God. Satan came against Job. Satan came against Job and he stole, he stole his wealth. He stole his health. He destroyed his family. And then he inflicted Job with painful boils. Painful boils from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. The Bible goes on to say he inflicted Job in his bones and in his flesh. Job was awful sick. He was very sick. But he had a but if not attitude. But if not. His wife came to him one day and said, Job, do you still maintain your integrity? In other words, do you still maintain your faith in God? Why don't you just curse God and die? Ain't no hope for you, Job. Just curse God and die. Job says to his wife, woman, you talk like one of those foolish women. How's of that we can accept good at the hand of God? Shall we not accept diversity? This is what we miss as believers oftentimes. We think it's God when everything is good. But when it's adverse, we say, well, it must be the devil. Well, it couldn't be the devil if God didn't allow it. So Job said to his wife, how's it that we accept everything that's good at the hand of God? Shall we not accept adversity? Job went on to say, I will maintain my integrity in God. Then later on in Job, he said, we hear another but if, but if not in the chapter 13. But if not, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. 
Though he slay me, I will continue to trust in him. But if not, then later on in the 19th chapter of Job, we hear another but if not. He says, I know my redeemer lives and he should stand at the latter day upon the earth. And although these skin worms may destroy my body, but yet in my flesh, I shall see God. But if not, I will still see God. And everything Job went through was about God. It was about God's glory. Because you know in the end, when God turned Job's captivity, and see only God had the power to turn his captivity, he gave him twice as much as the devil stole from him in the beginning. Well, that was God's obligation. God allowed the devil to steal it. So it's God's obligation to restore it double-fold. But if not, beloved, I am telling you there's power in those three words. There's power in that little phrase, but if not, I'm going to continue to serve the Lord. But if not, I'm going to continue to stand in faith. But if not, but if not, is about faith over fear. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they weren't afraid of that king. Their faith triumphed over fear. It reminds me of what David the psalmist said. He had a but if not. Psalms 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. But if not, Jesus taught us about but if not. In John chapter 10, verse 28, Jesus says, fear not them that can kill the body and not the soul. But rather fear them, but rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. But if not, but if not, even if you lost your life, you know that you're going to be in the presence of God. Then he wanted to say, but if not, if you'll confess me before men, I will also confess you before my Father, which is in heaven. That's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. They confessed Almighty God before the king. And the promise is, if you don't fear those, don't fear those that can kill your body, but not your soul. But you fear only him, sovereign God, who can both destroy your soul and your body in hell. Then Jesus says, if you confess me before men, I will also confess you before my Father, which is in heaven. Then he went on to say, if you deny me, here's another but if not, if you deny me before men, I will also deny you before my Father, which is in heaven. But if not, is about boldness in the faith. When you say, but if not, you're being bold. Not only are you, you're not afraid, you're not fearful, you're bold. You're being bold in the faith. Proverbs 28, verse one says, the righteous are as bold as a lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion. The lion is the king of the jungle. The lion is one of the most 
ferocious animals in the jungle. We need to be kingly in our faith. We need to be ferocious in our faith. We need not to be moved by circumstances, outcomes, and measurements. We need to stand on what God says, and our attitude ought to be, even when we don't see anything happening, our attitude must be, but if not, I'm going to continue to stand on God's word. Glory to God. But if not, it recognizes. It recognizes that God's glory is greater than the story. Let me say it again. But if not, recognizes God's glory is always greater than the story. Now we read the story as recorded in Daniel chapter 3 about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When you look at chapter 3 of Daniel, we see that chapter is really about God's glory and not just about the story of these three Hebrew boys. I am telling you, beloved, I am telling you, everybody has a history. Everybody has a story. Everybody has experience. But you got to recognize life, life experiences, what comes, what goes, what happens to us, what doesn't happen to us. It's all about God's glory and not about our little own story. When Shadrach and Meshach was threatened in closing with being cast into this burning fiery furnace, their attitude was, O oh, king, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. We're not careful to answer you in this matter. This is not about our story. This is about God's glory. So however God chooses to be glorified, he's the potter, I'm just the clay. You see, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about God. And God has already decided before the foundation of the earth and his plans toward you are plans to prosper you and not harm you. His thoughts toward you are thoughts of good and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. But don't get caught up and sidetracked with the in-between. Because God knew, as I told you last week, he knows the end from the beginning. But oftentimes we get caught up in the in-between. But it's all about God's glory. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to the king, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. Our minds are made up. Our minds are made up. And we know, O king, that the God we serve, he is able to deliver us from the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. What were they saying? Our God has power. Our God is a sovereign God. Our God will deliver us. He has power. To deliver us. He has the ability to deliver us. And then they went on to say, oh king, and he will deliver us. Why? We're standing on the promise of God. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not bow yourself down before a graven image in the likeness of anything in the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything beneath the sea. We believe in the promise of God. And now we're not careful to answer you concerning this matter. But if not... We believe God would deliver you from our hand. But if not, but if not. 
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.